This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience, whether it's sports, graduations, engagements, or any event that you can think for throwing a piece of toilet paper into a tree. So much more is encompassed in that, but at its heart, at its core, it is all about our sports. It is all about our culture and is all about our family. And that is what we're going to be discussing here because it's all about family. we got to have multiple people here talking to you on the podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Kyle Loomis. Alongside me, as always, my co-pilot of sorts, Mr. Austin Scott, back for episode 46. Welcome, sir. Episode 46, War Eagle Kyle. Thank goodness no one actually lets us be pilots. That would be a disaster. Um, and looking forward to talking about all the things we got to talk about. Plenty of today, talk in the Auburn world today. Episode 46, though, we'll give a shout out to WT, one of our viewers and listeners who brought up Craig Stevens from the National Championship team. One of those quiet leaders that definitely helped Auburn. Yep. The two I've got for you today are I'm in excited. recent news in the last year. Number 46 for the Auburn baseball team, Chase Alsup. Yes, sir. Love it. On pro. Can't remember which where he went. Want to say the Kansas City Royals? That sounds That's right. All right. We, we covered right. it. Go back and listen to Hey, it. just say it with confidence. Nobody will question it. It was the Kansas City Royals. If he's not there, I'm sure he'll be traded within the hour. Um, and then <laughs> the other one is current Auburn linebacker, number 46, Jake Levant. Yes. Do you know why he's relevant? Yes. Yes. Tell me. J- Jake Levant is relevant. Well, I mean, mainly because he's going to play on the team oh. this year. He also right. won a uh, scholarship during the Harson era. What else am I missing? Is that it? Last, that's right. Last spring, uh, right before A-Day, I was awarded the walk-on scholarship. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, congratulations to those two. I'm sure that's just as high of an honor as being our uh, episode number 46. Exactly. I mean, that's what every athlete that comes to Auburn hopes for is to be featured on a little podcast that's only been 46 episodes in. And Duh. Jake Levant, Chase Alsup, and even Craig Stevens, shout out for my audience. You guys are honored on this show. <laughs> that's how it rolls here. Let's jump into Auburn potpourri to start off like we usually do. We're going to hit a bunch of small little topics here, and then we'll bounce around. Uh, to our major topics. So let me just go ahead and start this one off at the top. I know it could probably have a segment in and of itself, but we're going to talk about it here. Another new commitment for the Auburn football team, the Hugh Freeze Air, the 15th of the 2024 class. We've done a video about it on YouTube if you haven't checked out that out for all the information on him. But uh, a athlete, Jalewis Solomon, has decided to commit to the Tigers. This was the same day that a lot of people wanted K.J. Bolden, another defensive back, highly recruited, highly regarded, uh, decided to go to Florida State. So a little bit of disappointment for some Auburn fans and then a little bit of elation for Auburn fans realizing they were getting a really solid uh, commit from there as well. So your reaction thoughts to that news that is very recent, actually, within the last day or so. Yeah, elation for Auburn fans, not so much for South Carolina fans. Just, oh uh, man, they are, they are struggling. Trains. They're uh, <laughs> they're not, they're not happy. Um, and and you know, I don't want to say rightfully so because you know if you get worked up this much about teenagers, that you got we got bigger problems. Um, but you know, a little bit of a surprise. A lot of crystal balls, quote unquote, uh, having him to South Carolina until as of late, and he decides to join the Auburn Tigers. Um, I mean, it seems like defensive back and secondary has been a massive um, point of emphasis for this recruiting 
cycle. Uh, and, and Auburn just keeps racking up talented, nasty, competitive players. Um, so it, it's going to be exciting. Julius Solomon is definitely one of those. So good on the staff that keep building the train. Uh, this, this staff looks like they're putting together a class that uh, is remarkable in itself. But when you think about in its first year, especially. Oh yeah. Especially this defensive back class. It is just outstanding filling all the needs that you have and then some, and also finding some gems, I think. And I don't want people to lose sight of uh, what you got in Jalewis Solomon, even though I know most people are upset that KJ Bolden didn't finish off the incredible hype that was big cat weekend, but still we are very happy to have him as part of, of the Auburn family, as long as he signs. Uh, another Auburn potpourri, the women's basketball team has just headed off to Europe. Today we're uh, recording on a Sunday evening. I think they've already arrived there. I think we got confirmation of that everything was safe and sound. The men's basketball team did a, you know, similar, except they went to Israel last year. I love watching the teams go over and get the experience, obviously yep. just of in a different country, but getting to play some international talent as well. So I don't think there there's any TV for these games. Like there was the men games, but I'm happy that they're able to do it, especially in year three for Johnny Harris. This is an exciting thing for them. It's one of the better things the NCAA has done is, is encourage and allow these international trips. I think it's every four years um, so that these student athletes, because they are student athletes get a chance for those abroad type experiences. And, and we saw so much of it documented when the men's team went to Israel last year about how much of the cultural experience they got, as well as playing high quality competition. I'm sure the women's team will get something very similar. So looking forward to seeing the content that comes out of that. Yeah, exactly. Really happy for them. Really excited for ho- what will be hopefully kind of the preseason kickoff uh, for a third year and what I hope to be a very fruitful year for the women's basketball team. You brought up student athletes. Speaking of students, we would be remiss if we at least didn't briefly mention that summer graduation is already happened or upon us. Is it still going on? Or is it already happened? I can't remember timeline wise. I think it's. Done. I think it. We're all. I think we're all done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last yesterday uh, was uh, one of the ceremonies, if not the only one. I think it was one of them. I think they tried to cram it all in yesterday, but mm-hmm. um, congratulations to the graduates, my sister being one of them. Oh, um, always exciting uh, to see a, a new crop of Auburn alumni. And uh, so shout out to Avery Scott, especially for her nursing degree. And as she leaves Auburn, Alabama, I'm very sad. Wait a minute. So she's going to be another Auburn nurse. You know, you know, this is why this is a good correct. for me because of my wife, who's also I an do. Auburn nursing. So let's look at this. We just, you know, we have Auburn nurses on both sides of the equation here on the co-host things. I mean, That's I'm going to say that we need to be wearing. <laughs> we we know an Auburn nurse, you know, be uh, <laughs> be feel good because, you know, an Auburn nurse. Um, I obviously am very fond of my wife and uh, what she means to me in general, but obviously very proud of what she's done as an Auburn <laughs> nursing student and now a nursing grad and done much more in that in the sense. So congratulations to all that have graduated and welcome to a very special group amongst the Auburn family. And let's mention one little last interesting note that I feel like we're going to be talking about at some point. Again, there's always been this discussion around apparel and Auburn's apparel deals with certain groups as Austin, if you're watching live, turns his head awkwardly to the side, which was really creepy. It almost looked like <laughs> something from like the exorcist or something. You were like, just <laughs> um, a certain apparel brand 
came to town to see the football team and uh, Hugh Freeze. And boy, did we watch the Auburn family, some at least, lose their collective minds about the prospect of them coming to potentially pave the way for maybe a renewal. Your thoughts and reactions to that revelation of a visit from the head of Under Armour. Yeah, until you uh, until you said renewal, you could have gone either way. Lose collective minds, uh, big apparel CEO come to town. It was, in fact, the Under Armour CEO uh, coming to uh, meet Hugh Freeze. I'm sure they might have met before, but did sit down with Hugh Freeze and um, talk. And, and who knows uh, what comes of that? Um, you know, our, our buddy Clint Richardson's all over that kind of stuff. But we've seen Under Armour in recent days extend a contract with Notre Dame, obviously a big mm-hmm. deal. They're not going away quietly. Um, so I think, you know, much to people's dismise, they, they're still in the hunt here. Um, and so we'll have to see. And uh, Clint Richardson will have it covered for sure. But um, it'll be interesting to watch these things develop. It's very rare that I call you out for misspeaks here, but dismise I think is a very appropriate. I one. knew you were going to do that. D- dismay, but do that. but it works so well. Demise and dismay. I mean, I think that's very appropriate. You were as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, man. Do you know how many times I've let things go on this show? And you, Look, you come, you come right at me, sir. I mean, that's what this is about. Like, I'm this, there's no professional sitting here. I've only been doing this nine years, and I'm still not a professional at it. So, but I think it's a very appropriate because there is dismay. I think some Auburn fans' hopes and dreams of a Nike or a – Reebok, Reebok's not even around anymore. Is it? <laughs> uh, Jordan deal, uh, Adidas deal will just slip if that happens again. I, I think we will be talking about this again. I will just say this: I am okay with Under Armour. Frankly, I know that makes a lot of enemies for me voicing that opinion, uh, but we'll talk about that in some more detail. Just know things is happening, and we'll see what happens if anything comes of it. Let's talk about fall practice. It is here, Austin. We are talking not just about media days. We are not talking just about recruiting. We are not talking just about talking, but we're actually getting (laughs) clips, getting reactions, impressions from those media members that are able to attend uh, the fall uh, practice sessions, those that are allowed, and we can actually glean some things from what's happening out there. So first week of fall camp, basically in the books at this point, I want to give you the floor, sir to tell me your initial thoughts and then we'll kind of set the table and hit some major topics. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it looked like uh, first week was kind of running into the basics, just not full pads quite yet. Wearing some blue pants. Let's all calm down. We'll talk about that. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but you know, just getting the basics of things, getting ready for the season, you know, that there's been a summer, there's been a spring of where you should know the playbook. You should know, you know, what's expected of you when we get to this time. Now it's ironing out the details, dealing with some of those competitions in camp and, and seeing who's earned the uh, opportunity to start. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest topics we're going to have to hit is it doesn't sound like Jarquez Hunter was available this week at practice. Um, who knows when he will become available, if he will become available. Um, but, you know, that I think when you read into it, we're always big, Kyle, about reading reading and listening about of the head coach's press conference there's confidence in that running back room in the leadership of it and yep. in the talent so um in damari alston brian batty 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 not sure um body and I so believe I, it's body. body thank you well look we're strike three you're out 
Um, and so I think that there's plenty to go around and look at. Looks like maybe this week we'll start to whittle some of those competitions down and see where we stand. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty typical uh, right. from, from the start, I think. I think the big things you kind of hit and laid out there for the first week of fall camp is we were all waiting to see confirmation of Jarquez Hunter. Was he going to be there? Was he not? We know the answer to that now. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, the blue pants, a bit of a stir that that caused amongst other apparel it. news this week. Yeah. And then uh, obviously, you know, the quarterback race, even though you can't really take a lot away from that at this point, at least that's just the major focal point right now. Um, but I also want to say that I think it's a good report that it seemed Coach Freeze in his opening press conference indicated that we're healthy across the board, minus some typical nagging little things here True. and there. That's a good report. The start fall camp, we'll see how it looks when we get done. Feels like there's always a major, I'm knocking on wood right now, folks, <laughs> um, a, a major injury that kind of, you know, sours fall camp a little bit. So hopefully that's not the case. And I didn't just jinx us. You can all at me if I ruin things for us. Let's talk about Jarquez Hunter. Obviously it is the, the big thing on the table. We were all waiting for confirmation of what was happening. Um, I had it in my mind convinced myself that he was going to be out there practicing and that whatever it alleged things had happened requiring alleged uh, punishments would have taken place once the season started. That doesn't seem to be the case. And we don't even know the reason. Technically there has been nothing said what's going on. He is just not here on the team. Coach Hugh Freeze said that he will not discuss matters that are internal about team rules and things like that. So that's basically the confirmation you need that is in relation to that incident. Um, were you shocked that he was not out there? A little bit. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought that, you know, Sounded like when everything went down, he was away from the team for a while. We, there was all plenty of indefinite suspension talk um, among the team. Um, and I thought that maybe that had run its course now that we got to fall camp and maybe once the, you know, the start of the season would be the time to finish out the punishment and everything would be good to go from there. Um, so not sure what, how much longer this will take. You know, I don't think it's anything abnormal or non-status quo for Coach Freeze to be saying, we're not going to discuss these public. You see that all the time, that all these things are going to be handled internally and not uh, until everything's final, we don't hear anything um, publicly. So um, a little shocked, but not surprised at how it's playing out for, at the moment. Yeah, I, I was shocked that he was not out there, um, but I would rather whatever needs to take place to address the situation start now and yeah. uh, that, I think, brings more hope that there will be less of an issue um, when the season starts. And I'm not saying that he's going to come out there and play in game one, but, you know, it, it is nice to see – not nice. It's a difficult way to kind of word around this, uh, make a word salad out of this, because you want – if there was something wrong done, you want it to be addressed. You want there to be, you know, a response to that. But at the same time, you're also hoping for the best for Jarquez, that whatever happened – It'll be addressed. He's learned whatever needs to be learned from it and can move forward. And so I think that's what we need to be hoping for at this point. Um, from all intents and purposes, we expect him to be part of the team. He's on the roster as of I checked today. Yep. So read whatever you want into the situation. We'll see if he ends up at practice before fall camps uh, ends. And we'll just try to update as that comes along. So that's really the big update there. Let's talk about those blue pants, though. <laughs> oh, quite quite a stir uh the fact that the official auburn football account had to say folks these are just <laughs> for practice 
I think that says something to the response that they stirred up. Uh, did you like the look? Did, I mean, would you want that to be out there on the field? You know, Kyle, I've never been um, super behind blue pants. I don't. I just don't think that it. I've never thought it would look really good um, with the way Auburn is constructed currently. Like, I think it would have to be if you include blue pants, a, a pretty big overhaul. Um, I didn't hate them. I really did not hate them when you look at the white helmet with the all blue kind of um, look. Um, obviously, they're a little shorter, right? They're they're more like they're not not as not short as, as short as those other ones though from the past. Before. Yeah, let's let's let's. I was gonna say let's not forget, but let's forget those days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know they're not as long as football pants, like game pants. But I did not hate the look. I thought it looked really good with the stripe, um, the Northwestern stripe. Clint Richardson, yes, I'm aware. Um, and so I I think it I think it looked good. I was. Pleasantly surprised. What what was your take on it? It's fine. You know, I'm a purist. Uh, Clinton knows this about me. every time he hears me open my mouth about this stuff. He rolls his eyes. He, he's literally, he's probably not even listening or watching right now. I won't even see this, but he's, I know he can feel me since me saying this and is rolling his eyes right now. Like it's just a reaction that he has in response to me voicing my opinion about this. I am not one of these people that hates on change. I'm, I'm open to it. If it's done right, I think the white face mask were a brilliant addition last, last year, but here's the reality folks. It's just for practice. That's all it is. Correct. Have fun with it online. It is a, it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things in this season, but it was an interesting thing to have show up on day one of fall practice. More on things that are, are important. The biggest story, even outside of Jarquez and blue pants, is the quarterback race. Coach Hugh mm. Freeze did mention in his press conference, I think I'm mixing the timeline up a little bit, but essentially said, what I took away to be a third of the practices, he would like to have it whittled down to two quarterbacks, obviously meaning Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner, and then Peyton Thorne in that competition, whittled down to two of them. And then going uh, from there, obviously at that point, moving towards an, an actual starter, which he did say we will. He said we will have Correct. a starter, but he didn't necessarily say that he would name a starter. So do with that what you will. This is talking season. How do you kind of wrap up and take all the information that we gathered from that very little that we can gather from the quarterback race so far? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is what you just hinted at there, him saying that we'll have a starter. And I think his words were, we might not have a bona fide starter, which means yeah. concrete, set in stone, the guy we're rolling with the rest of the way. And I think that's important. You can only know so much from fall camp, right? When we get out there against UMass, you know, another team, maybe lesser talent level, but another team, a game that matters, um, competition of, of someone that doesn't know what you're going to do, uh, things can be different. And so um, I think that where we're at right now, they're probably trending toward, obviously we're all expecting it to come down between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. But Holden Gurner, it sounds like, has made it interesting mm-hmm. um, and has yeah. been able to at least say, don't count me out of this just because I'm young and inexperienced. Um, you know, obviously the social media team is fantastic. Their job is not to give you a slight one way or the other, but have posted some pretty good balls from Holden Gurner, um, being able on some deep shots, um, as well as some just smart mechanics that it looks like. Um, so I think it's going to be a tough decision for the staff. I'm excited to see where they go with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure which, what direction it could go right now. I, obviously when you bring in a veteran starter like Peyton Thorne, Everyone's expecting him to be the guy. Why else would you bring him in? 
Um, but I think Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner are making sure that they're in this competition all the way to the end. And I think that's the biggest thing to take away here is you should feel good about the quarterback situation. Am I, did, am I saying we have a Cam Newton and a T Tim, Tim Tebow situation right now? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am <laughs> saying is you've got very good skill sets. You've got a guy with a lot of experience in Peyton Thorne. You've got a guy like Robbie Ashford with the athleticism that is just next to none that in comparable, well, maybe that's a little early to say, but very, very good athleticism and developing as a passer. And then Holden Gurner, who kind of seems to be this young up and coming talent that may have a little bit of everything there too. So Auburn fans should feel good about the quarterback battle. We will watch and see if we get any extra updates by the time we do another episode. We just wanted to get out some initial thoughts there about week one for fall football camp. And we'll sure we'll be talking about it much more in the coming weeks and days. We're going to talk about some promotions. No, Kyle and Austin didn't get promoted. <laughs> that's not how this works. Isn't it sad when like, I can't even promote myself. Like that's, that's just, that's kind of sad about the state of things right now. Anyway, while I lament about, you know, <laughs> business stuff, uh, what we are talking about is promotions within certain Auburn uh, programs. I want us to mention them because I think these coaches and staff members deserve some shout outs, um, two different programs that we're going to be talking about. And I, I hope we didn't miss any others that happened too, but I want to talk about implications afterward of some of these promotions. Cause in my opinion, you not only saw coaches being rewarded, you may have just seen the future of those sports secured for quite some time. So let's start off with this men's basketball obviously has done very well under coach Pearl and he will attribute as he always does a lot of his success to his staff. His uh, son, Stephen Pearl has been here for quite some time, actually the entire time with him and has been just a kind of a general assistant coach has gotten different titles and, you know, pay increases along the way. But finally, I finally, I guess you would say at this point um, with Wes Flanagan, no longer being here has kind of opened the door for him being the guy behind Bruce. And now, you have got him being the associate head coach of Auburn men's basketball. Now, why are we freaking out about this, folks? And this is just my opinion, and Austin can disagree if he wants, but the associate head coach position, in my eyes, is basically just below coach in waiting. It's basically saying you're the coach in waiting without saying you're the coach in waiting. We can talk about the implications of that, but it's, it's essentially, in my eyes, the highest honor you can receive outside of being a coach in waiting as an assistant coach. So I guess your reactions to the Stephen Pearl promotion and any thoughts that you want to talk about on top of that? I think it's definitely one thing that um, maybe we didn't see coming like immediately, but also we've known and he coach Bruce Pearl has attributed tons of success to the, the work in week each weekday prepping for opponents that Stephen Pearl has done uh, Alan Flanagan in the past um, as well as um, oh, help me. Um, help me, Kyle. Uh, oh, Burger, Burger Master. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, with, with the job, the job they do each week to prep. Like he's very, um, oh my goodness, I'm butchering this. Very consistent in just the way that he <laughs> he credits those guys for the job they do and and lets us know whose job, whose game was what, and things like that. Um, Stephen Pearl has come up numerous times, um, and so it doesn't surprise me that this isn't just a hey, I'm looking out for my son move. This is a earned. Yes, very well earned and deserved move to bump up to this title. Uh, as far as does it show he's the next coach? I'm not willing to go there quite yet. 
Uh, you won't go with me? I'm not, not ready to go full in that way yet. Just because I think and I this could be completely off base. I could just be putting words into everybody's mouths. But I, I think that it would be good for Steven to have his own head coaching experience before. Do I think he's ready to be a head coach like at a program right now? I think he could, and I think he'd be successful. Yeah, He's been around his dad long enough. Um, he's been around other coaches like Todd Golden. We've talked about their relationship before. Um, long enough to know what it takes um, but if it comes down to it and let's say you know it Bruce retires after this year who knows would he be the next guy I think he'd have to get a good look because especially because of this reasoning I think Bruce would push for that as well so um, I would like to see some head coaching experience from him just to get it get his feet a little wet and see how see how it goes um, but this move no doubt absolutely deserved for him for all the other guys um, it's well-deserved. A lot of these guys have been with Coach Burrell from the minute he got here. Um, and so yeah. to see them earn this bump up all the way in official titles uh, is, is really cool. Yeah, let me give you the full list of everything. We mentioned Stephen Pearl, associate head coach. Uh, Chad Pruitt has now moved from a player, uh, director of basketball operations, I believe it was previous title, is now an assistant coach himself, which, you know, a lot of these guys, they're kind of coaches anyway, even though they have a different right. title, but he's now officially an assistant coach. Mike Burgermaster has moved to assistant coach and offensive coordinator. You don't hear that a lot in basketball, at least officially. It's on his title. So can we get a defensive coordinator? What about special teams for basketball? I mean, <laughs> how do you, you punt the ball, I guess? I don't know. What What is what special it? teams for basketball? What would you put that in? Um, I don't know. That's a, we'll have to trick, like think trick about plays, lob plays. Trick, ooh, in ba- inbounds. That's what special teams right. is. That's what it is. Like okay. all of the stuff that happens, not def- well, obviously defensively and obviously duh, Kyle, uh, but <laughs> inbounds, things of that nature. The tip off, that is special teams because that's fighting go. for progression okay. of the ball. Anyway, uh, also Ian Borders uh, received a promotion. Uh, the text I have from is very small, so I cannot. Director of scouting and then uh, the new uh, basketball operations guy, Maddox Jeffries, uh, promotions. Uh, for all of those guys, very much deserving. I'm going to go out and limb and stay with, I think, Stephen Pearl is the next head coach at Auburn. Now, this is not to say that this is changing anytime soon, folks. Don't hear me say that. Bruce Pearl has a quote-unquote lifetime contract now, and there's been some speculation that maybe part of that negotiation may have been securing the future of what Bruce has built here. You read into that what you want. I would also love to see Steven get some head coaching uh, experience. Can I remind you, though, sir? He is Owen one and O as an Auburn head coach. <laughs> he is. You, you are correct. As is uh, Ira Bowman, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was actually Wes Flanagan, but he's not here anymore. So, <laughs> you know what? I said Alan earlier too. Why didn't you stop me? I'm. I listen. There's only so many things. Kyle. <laughs> episode 46 is going to be known where Austin made a mistake several anyway um but we're very happy for Steven very happy for all of these uh, coaches and staff members that received much deserved uh promotions for that I want to switch gears in the same topic realm as well to uh softball and a lot of people will know right now our head coach is Mickey Dean and, you know, just to be frank, I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush. There's a lot of discussions about what, who's happy with what's happened, how has he done enough and things like that. And so I want to put that out there and say we're acknowledging that part of it. But this discussion is not about trying to replace him, but it is, in my opinion, 
a sign that Auburn may be securing the future of softball. Emily Carasoni, just like with um, Stephen Pearl, was named associate head coach. She has been here for a long time as well uh, since Mickey Dean has brought her over as an assistant coach. And you will know her as very famously being part of that almost championship team. Uh, she is a fan favorite and is obviously a great assistant coach, now an associate head coach. So congratulations to her. It is my opinion, Austin, that she also, given what I said about the associate head coach job, has essentially, when I say secured too, I want to clarify. I'm not saying like it's a definitive fact they're going to stay, but it, it's like almost acknowledging this person's ready to be a head coach if the opportunity arrives, especially here, maybe. So I guess any thoughts about Emily Carasoni? Does your mind change about that situation? Anything? I I like the way you put that, that they, they are capable now, not necessarily that it's a, a next step inevitable thing. Um, yeah, I think when I saw Emily Carasoni bumped up, I, I felt super proud and super excited for her. She has worked her way up all the way from – you know, as a leader on that women's college world series team, you already feel like some of those seniors were already helping and coaching a lot. Cause they, a lot of that was leadership of upperclassmen. Um, and then she has kind of seamlessly transitioned into coaching with this Auburn team. Um, and has been a big asset to them. So um, yeah, incredibly well-deserved could definitely see her, you know, possibly be in that next step whenever her time comes, if not at Auburn somewhere in the sec. Um, and, but I would love for it to be with us. That would be fantastic. And and I think she'd do a great job. I think it would, this situation too, almost warrants it because there's not a lot of history with Auburn softball. It's one of the younger programs. Right. You know, I can, I can name you the head coaches right now, Tina Dees, Clint Myers and Mickey Dean. I mean, that that's it, Correct. you yeah. know? So that's the history. And granted, that's a long history still, even though it's a young program, but it kind of feels like we could, once Mickey Dean's time here is done and look, I am hoping and, you know, rooting for everything to continue the direction it's going right now, staying in the, in the in the tournament every year and being competitive at, in sec play, which is all you can ask for. Cause it's highly competitive going to Clemson every year. <laughs> That's not even his, his fault, <laughs> but I would love to see Emily Carasoni be the head coach of women's softball one day here at Auburn and have her honored, not just as a player, but as a coach, because yeah, we lived this with Cadillac this year, even on an interim basis. And think about how cool that was to see your heroes on the field, carry the mantle of, I am the leader of this program. That's something very special. And I, and I hope someday, maybe off in the distant future, that's the, in the cards for Emily. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. I, I think back to something that was really prevalent when we were a little bit younger with Michigan. The University of Michigan was always looking for their Michigan man to lead the football program. They they prefer people that went to Michigan for their coaching positions. Um, you know, I've, I've never been one to say we need someone that went to Auburn for sure because I think that sure. you kind of limit yourself of getting yep. the best candidate no matter what. Um, but in the same vein, if, you know, you look at all things even – and then the, uh, there's an Auburn grad and someone who's already put their mark on this program, and whether as a player or as a, you know, former assistant or things like that, um, that definitely helps. And so I, I would love to see more of that as well. And, and as it looks like for Emily, things are kind of moving that way, um, mm -hmm. and she's setting herself up for success somewhere along the line. Hopefully it's at Auburn. 
it's definitely a much deserved promotion and maybe the first step in becoming a head coach someday for somebody. And maybe it is for Auburn, but for right now we are just so grateful for her and glad that she got this promotion. We are grateful for Stephen Pearl, for all the other assistants for basketball that receive promotions and anybody that we missed tonight. Just it's a good feeling right now in several programs that they're heading in the right directions with really great uh, staff members on them right now. So you should be proud if you are an Auburn Tigers fan. That's going to do it for episode 46. We hit a lot of great topics tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here with us on your way out. If you want to hit us up on social media, obviously you can find me at Kyle Loomis 24 on X. Are we calling it now X? Is that what it is? Yeah, I guess weird. that's what we're going with. Uh, somewhat of Twitter still, I guess, if you still want to call it that. <laughs> um, also, you can find the E2C network anywhere and everywhere. Where can they find you, sir? Austin G. Scott as well on X, Facebook, Threads, Instagram, any of the all the, all the cool things kids are on these days. I wouldn't say they're all cool. Some of them are just <laughs> frustrating. Either way, that's how you get in touch with us. And we thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Auburn Experience Podcast. So we talk to you again. War Eagle. War Eagle.